0: This is the 7th episode of the Crew Only Podcast with Props Master Seth Black. Welcome to the Crew Only Podcast. My name is Jasmine Porter, a freelance television and film professional. Each episode, I'll bring you a unique crew member from a different department to discuss their role in making a film. We'll give you exclusive behind-the-scenes stories and advice on how you can get your start, too. Thank you for joining us today, and welcome to The Crew Life. Hello everybody! Right now I'm here with Seth Black, who is a props master for a feature film in Buffalo, New York. Seth, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Hi Jaslyn. how are you? <laughs>
0: I'm doing good, man. It's nice outside. I had a great weekend, so I'm so glad to be here with you today.
1: It's beautiful. I'm so lucky and so happy to be here with you too. Yes, yeah,
0: so Seth, tell me how you got your start and how you got to where you are right now today.
1: Well, I started out, my first film, I was a set dresser uh, on a film that happened in Buffalo called Emily. Uh, that was 2014. And oh,
0: wow. So, only been four years? It's only been four
1: years. Wow. It's been a quick, long yes. four years. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, four years, uh, I started out as a set dresser, basically fresh out of college, graduated in 2012. Mm-hmm. And then... um
0: that's the same year I graduated high school.
1: Wow. <laughs> so, started out as a set dresser. Uh, more and more films came. Mm-hmm. Some were produced locally. Uh, some people came in from out of town to produce some films. And I just stayed in the art department okay. world. And then...
0: Did you always know like you wanted to be in the art department, though?
1: Always, okay. always. Uh, in college, I studied uh, philosophy and art. Mm-hmm. So... A lot, that's where my heart is. My heart yeah, is in art, art and in storytelling. So awesome. uh, whenever the time came, uh, I was asked by the person I was working with, David Butler. He said, well, where do you want to be? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I want to do props. And <laughs> from that, that point on... That was it. That,
0: that was, was the was beginning. It. That was it. <laughs> the beginning of the props world.
1: Yes. So, Yeah. That's where I started out. And And
0: that was what, in 2012?
1: I started out uh, fresh out of college, 2012. My first film film was in 2014. Okay. And I worked straight 2014, 15. I did, uh, I think, seven films in 2015, and then 2016, 2017, So
0: what year was your first prop job?
1: Uh my first prop's job was in two thousand and fifteen.
0: What was that what movie was that
1: uh that was on a short uh like a web series pilot oh, called cool. Why i murdered my roommate uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, how was that uh it was interesting uh the story was very good mm-hmm. uh it was very stylized okay. and I loved it. You know, uh, it doesn't matter what the outcome of the project is.
0: It's that process of it. It's the
1: process of you immersing yourself in a position Mm -hmm. and then learning the ins and outs of it and tweaking your, how you do it as you go. Yeah, that's so true.
0: So you you said you went to college for art and also philosophy. Did you kind of like, when you went to school, was your idea like, okay, I'm going to school because I want to work in props?
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> so, when you went to college, you were like, What was your idea? What was your plan? Well, I did take a few film classes in okay. college. So, I knew I, that's where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what I wanted to be in it. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, uh, fresh out of college, I just started doing some projection work for theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also did some Hall Walls uh, performance art things yeah. uh, here in Buffalo. And then just when the time came, I just a uh, film position opened up, and I said, I'll do it. Yeah. And it just kind of evolved from there. I fell in love with it.
0: So since you didn't go to school knowing that, like, okay, I want to work in props, when you had that chance to talk to David Butler and you said, I want to work in props, how did you even learn about the props department working, like, on a movie?
1: Well, when I worked as a set dresser okay. in Emily, uh, there was this prop master that was working on that. Her name was Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was seeing what she did, what she was in charge of. And uh, so I, like, through the corner of my eye, I was watching her all the time. I said, that's kind of what I want to do. Yeah,
0: you were like, ah, I kind of like that.
1: Yeah, (laughs) you have your hand in, like, actually the camera pressing record. Yeah, You have a one-on-one interaction without the prop nothing's mm-hmm. gonna happen over here. So there's a huge amount of control there, but there's also, you, you get to tell a story about a character and about a set and everything else through a prop, which yeah. I love. So
0: what is, if you can define it, what is a props master? Like what is your
1: responsibility? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, a prop master is responsible for everything that touches an actor or an actor touches in a film. So that could be anything, uh, like key props from a music box, uh, to a, a baby. Okay. Uh, a real baby. Uh, a doll. Okay. <laughs> we, we don't. We try not to use real babies in okay. films because of uh, actor Yay. issues. Okay. So, uh, so like doll babies, uh, little creature babies okay. uh, that you have to get fabricated. But then also there's character props. Um, like rings and watches Mm -hmm. and uh, bags, and then there's... Is that not wardrobe? uh, It's a gray area, but it's it's a wardrobe prop. Okay. So during prep, I go to many different departments, set decoration. Uh, I go there to help Mm -hmm. get... uh, ideas of what the sets are and okay. how my props will fit into the sets, like music boxes, anything that is big, jukeboxes, mm-hmm. anything like that. And then I go to the wardrobe department to talk about rings, watches, any necklaces or bangles or bags, Yeah. what the characters are going to look like. And then I also go to few other places so you're
0: interacting with like all these departments all like the costumes said like all these departments you have to interact
1: with and all work together. of them all of them and then also on some films you're in charge of the special effects and that can be anything props, props.
0: Uh-huh.
1: that could be anything from like uh, trees moving and fans uh, to But how
0: would you like are you would you guys be building those or like how would you be in charge of that
1: uh, I would be in charge of acquiring fans ah, to move the trees okay. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, or to billow the curtains. Ah, interesting. Uh, I'm also in charge of blood pools okay. and blood on set. Uh, I'm also in charge of dummies and corpses and limbs. A and, lot. It
0: sounds like you're in charge a of a lot. <laughs> it's a
1: lot. Uh, I have a big list on my wall with very microscopic print that I can barely read, but yeah. somehow... It, it it all happens. I believe in the process. Yeah, I'm like, that. Done. that's
0: so much. So I was talking to Kyle Furchin, and I want you to kind of explain this. He was mentioning to me that when people see blood in a movie, it can be more than one department. So can yes. you kind of take us through a scenario where blood could be, you know, a props thing, and also could be like a, a set deck thing, and also could be maybe like a hair, like a makeup thing?
1: Yes. Well, there are some... Rules, I hate to use the term rules, but Mm -hmm. there are some things, like if something touches the actor's skin, if blood touches the skin, uh, that would be makeup. Okay. If blood touches the hair, that would be hair. Okay. Okay. Uh, If blood is on the set, though, that... Like,
0: say, like on the wall
1: or the carpet? On the wall or the carpet. Okay. uh, That would be a prop. Okay. That is because it moved, it flowed out of the body, or it came Mm -hmm. from somewhere, and... It is now on the set, so the props department would be in charge of laying blood pools or getting uh, uh, fake, real-looking blood, yeah. practical blood to lay down.
0: What do you guys make the blood of? I'm curious. I feel like people always want to know, like, what are they? The blood looks so real. What do they make it out of? What do you guys use to make blood?
1: Uh, well, you could use... There's a couple different recipes. You could use, like, karo syrup and uh, food coloring. Okay. But I recently, I've found a really good vendor that has flowing blood, drying mm. blood, and bright colors, dark colors. Oh, yeah, because there are different colors. like degrees of yeah. blood. And yeah. then like coagulated blood if it's been there for a while. Mm. So it it's... Always yeah. fun to like decide what <laughs> blood am I going to use or if it's going to be a blood that I make myself.
0: Oh, cool. So, yeah. So tell us, like, you have prep and then you have once we start filming. So what are your responsibilities, like, during prep and then take us into your responsibilities once you guys are actually filming and you're on set?
1: Okay. My responsibilities during prep, Uh, everything starts out with a script. Okay. Uh, in an empty office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Hopefully, with some furniture. <laughs> but uh, maybe, maybe with a chair or desk. Uh, but then, uh, from the from the script, you break it down. You look. You write down all the characters. Mm-hmm. You write down all the sets. Then you write down all of the hero props, which are, and that's your
0: job. That's
1: to... my job. Okay. Is to break down the script. Uh, all the instances of blood. All the instances of corpses. And. Finding all of those and then writing down what would be the responsibilities of me in all of those circumstances. Mm, Okay. Uh, So
0: nobody is like, Seth, like, so nobody comes to you and says, Seth, these are your responsibilities.
1: Absolutely not. (laughs) You have to know what your job is. I have to know what could be my responsibility. And then if it does not, if it ends up not my responsibility, Mm -hmm. I say, well, great. (laughs) Uh, Because I'll take it (laughs) off my list. But you have to be prepared for any circumstance. At any time, like, you have to be prepared if it rains. What umbrella props are they going to use? okay. Uh, Thinking along those lines, what uh, are the extras going to be carrying on the street? Uh, There's a lot of... So, a lot of props, you write down the big breakdown list, and then my job is to go buy everything.
0: Is that not... Is generally is it not in the script like maybe like what the backgrounds will be wearing is that not always included
1: it's not always included Uh like say for instance a club scene mm-hmm. uh, all it will say is the club is full with people dancing okay well okay people are dancing what do they have in their hands they have drinks in their hands mm. will it be bottles or will it be solo cups
0: so you got to figure that out I
1: got to figure that out okay uh, what uh, bottles was the bartender pouring from mm. uh are there glow sticks are there uh any other fun props bags uh how will the light hit my props and reflect back hmm. to camera to make a cool picture wow uh how what type of club is it is yeah. it an edm club or is it a grungy uh dbgb club club. yeah uh so all of those things i have to take into account to make the story so interesting yeah
0: so now take us once you are on set what do you have to do once we're filming and then tell us like how many so before we go for prep how many hours are you usually in the office
1: uh i'd rather not disclose that (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, pretty much more than I should be. Okay. More than, uh, but got that's bad. part of the job is because yeah. you just need to get it done. done. Yeah. Uh But you get paid for the amount of hours that you're agreed to do. But okay. then outside of that, your job is to get the film done. Yeah. And if it, so
0: you got to do what you got to do.
1: Lies on you. So you have to do what you have to do. Uh, I apologize. What was the question?
0: No. So we're gonna move on to set. What are your yes. responsibilities? Your responsibilities once you guys are on set, and how many hours are you typically on set?
1: Okay, so on set, my responsibilities are to be prepared for every single scene during the day, Mm -hmm. have all of the props that are mentioned, have all of the props uh, for extras, anything that could happen, all of the food, uh, blood pools, fans, everything that You have to have all that ready. I have to have all of that prepped and ready on set. Uh, Any uh, special effects shots with... uh, say mirrors going into legs mm-hmm. i have to have everything prepped and ready broken pictures everything so that's what i do on set i have a great assistant okay prop master on and this their job. role is
0: the same thing kind of just to help you uh
1: their role is the same thing but they're on set all of the time dealing with the actors mm, and the okay. ad uh, knowing what's coming up next and they're kind of managing all of that one set while I'm able to prep off set mm, okay. uh, not only for the day but also for then tomorrow gotcha. and next week and making sure that all the rentals are happening yeah. and everything's getting done. I was going to say
0: so like is there paperwork associated with this job? Like do you ever have to do any kind of paperwork or like general office tasks?
1: Uh always. Yes. Uh, like what? The regular keeping track of receipts. Okay. Uh
0: which we love so much, right? Oh no, 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 no.
1: no. <laughs> uh making sure I don't lose the receipts.
0: Yes. <laughs> That's the worst thing. For yes. any
1: department do not lose a receipt. Please. Yes. Uh But then making sure that, on the current film that I'm on there, I don't want to disclose the number, but there's about, like, seven or eight different fabrications that I had to get Mm -hmm. made. Uh, So I had to contact those vendors and just keep up to date with them. Okay. Making sure that they're getting their money on time. So check request paperwork, uh, W-9s, invoices, all of that.
0: What is a a check request? What is that for people who might not know?
1: Uh, A check request is simply a form that you fill out in order to get a vendor paid through a check. Check.
0: Okay, so it's as simple as a check request, request to get a check. Request to get Get a check.
1: A (laughs) check, yes. Uh, And with a check request, always have an invoice and a W-9 from the vendor. Okay. Uh, Or they can't get paid, like you gotta have a W-9.
0: And an invoice is like pretty much them sending over like the bill.
1: The bill, yes and uh, different vendors like to do it differently. Uh, Some need to get paid right off the bat before they start the work.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, Some give like a seven day grace period, Mm -hmm. but it's all great.
0: Awesome, so how many hours would you say you're typically on set?
1: Uh, I usually give myself a (laughs) pre-call, so uh, I'd say the work hours are 12, Roundabout, about but then like an hour before and an hour after is so you're looking
0: at around 14 around hours 14. minimum
1: usually around 14 minimum
0: man that's yes. so long
1: yes Jeez. But
0: so what can kind of make it difficult like say let's give a scenario like you're on set what would you say make made a difficult day
1: so uh i like to cross all my t's and dot all my i's mm-hmm. before even getting to set okay But you always have to know that things may change. Mm -hmm. Uh, So things, like whenever, during a rehearsal, they say, well, I want them to be doing this now. Can we do this with this prop or that with that prop? You may not be prepared to do it.
0: Mm, Because they kind of change it up a little bit. Because they change
1: it up a little bit. But you have to know what to do in order to get that accomplished. Mm. So So you got to be flexible and, like, ready to be in action right then and there. Yes, you can't take anything too seriously. Uh, It's nothing against you or your work or being prepared or anything. It's just that you need to get it done. Mm -hmm. And you need to let people know that, you know, you're prepared to do something different. So can we just have a minute to get this accomplished for you? I
0: think that's, like, really interesting that you said that, like to kind of express it like you're concerned not even concerned but like we can get it done can you just give us a minute so we can figure it out because that's important to say like all right this is different this isn't what we thought was going to happen so we just need a minute to be able to figure it out like that communication
1: yes and you're up against uh, so many time constraints during filming also so you kind of know where you are in the process and you know that during after a rehearsal, there's so much time you have before mm-hmm. they actually turn the camera on. Okay. So if you just express your needs mm-hmm. to the AD, uh, they're very flexible in giving you that.
0: And then, uh, for example, let's say what will make a great day, like a day that went nice and smooth? What would that be? Uh,
1: a great day is whenever <laughs> you have a prop that you spent a lot of money on and had a lot of heartache uh, to make perfect and then everything goes smoothly and perfectly and everyone wants to take a picture with
0: it <laughs> <point>. <laughs> you're like that was a great day this hard work that took to get this prop it was expensive and everyone loved it that was like the ultimate that was perfect
1: yes <laughs> and all the headache it was all worth, worth it. it yeah yes. at
0: the end of the day you're like that was a stroke like in the moment you're like oh this is so frustrating and then at the end when it works out you're like that just it felt so good that it like paid off and it worked out
1: absolutely
0: that's awesome yeah so tell us for somebody who wants to kind of get into props because like you went to school you know for art and philosophy but you didn't necessarily go to be a prop i don't even think you can go to school to be a prop master
1: you cannot
0: (laughs) so what is a person you know supposed to do who maybe wants to get into your position like what would you tell them to do
1: uh i would tell them uh to start out in a pa position Mm -hmm. uh and, Specifically in the art department? Uh, Either in the art department okay. or as an office PA mm-hmm. or a set PA, and then just express your interest to the key person in charge, okay. whether that be the art director or a prop master. And then... Mm, yeah, you got to let people know. You got to let people know what your interests are.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, And then that person will then be looking at your work ethic in that position that you're in, and then on the next job, if you're around, they'll take you in to be a part of that department.
0: But are there certain things you have, like just certain basic things that you need to have? Like, don't you kind of maybe need to be creative or be able to make stuff, you know? Like, are there certain things you think somebody should have to become a prop master or even work in the art department?
1: Uh, they they have to have a knack for storytelling. Okay. And a love for storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I... Like, simple fabrication things, knowing how to mix colors and stuff like that, knowing how a prop fits into a story, what makes a good prop, uh, because giving someone a watch, you just don't give them a watch, there's circumstances, why does that person have a watch?
0: Gotcha, okay. So, uh,
1: a love for that type of storytelling is what I usually look for, and then also someone that keeps calm, under pressure, and just, uh is a cool person because the energy and the focus is really yeah. 80% of the job.
0: So when you hire your, um, assistant prop master and if you work with him before, what did you see him that made you want to hire him? Like when you're hiring, what are you looking for?
1: Well, I have worked with uh, my assistant prop master on this before. Uh, what I love is the energy. It has to be okay. uh, fun on set, uh, not, uh, running around all the time, mm-hmm. not, letting people see you sweat, and just uh, helping to make a good outlook for your own department. Yeah. Uh, And that's really what I look for because nothing gets done through panic and I have to say I do admire
0: that about him a lot. Like, I love him. You know, like, even just when I'm at home, like, he's he's so awesome, and he has this, like, very positive, sweet personality. But, you know, he does his work, but he is, like, you want to be around him.
1: Yeah, everything... Like, everything could be going wrong, but that's all in your head. As long as you do your work and stay do it cool. calmly, stay yeah. cool, that's really what I look for with people that I work with. Yeah, because we
0: all know things get hectic.
1: Things get very <laughs> hectic. And if people see your department getting hectic, then they get hectic. So yes, because they're work...
0: like, oh, man, like
1: something must be wrong. Yeah. Things aren't going right. Exactly, and everything's so tight-knit. Everyone's on the edge, so just keeping it cool
0: uh, yeah.
1: is... Everything on set and off set.
0: So tell us about when you're working with a different department, what is that dynamic like? You know, like, are there people that you have to report to? Like, what is the dynamic like with you and, say, the art director or, you know, or the the designer? Like, what is that like?
1: Well, I work, this film is very interesting, Mm -hmm. uh, but I work a lot with the art director and the production designer in order to convey their what they're trying to design their story so everything that i do has to fit within their world it Mm. also has to fit within the director's world but the director talks to the art director and the production designer my job is to help promote their story okay so uh that's my relationship with them i'm kind of a department on my own Mm. uh because i don't interact uh like one-on-one with them a lot yeah but uh my department interacts with every single other department within the film yeah so which uh, is pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah it's uh it's very powerful to me yeah and i love it but it also adds a level of uh stress yeah. to it and also the keeping cool about everything because if the art director sees that i 'm frantic about something or the camera person sees that i 'm mm-hmm. frantic about something, something 's not going to happen yeah uh, or that 's what they believe in their heads, so they 're like,
0: "Oh, something like yeah, this is not going
1: to be good, something 's yeah. not going to work out so uh, so I just try to keep it cool with everyone uh, and that 's really my interactions with them, just trying to help them tell the best story that they can yeah. if the camera person doesn't want this prop but wants this prop if Mm -hmm. he wants uh like glow sticks in front of the camera how can i get how can i help you through my props yeah what i do so
0: what's been your favorite project so far that you've worked on uh
1: i so i did a lot of traveling uh i believe 2016. okay Uh, that was the
0: year i graduated college
1: yes (laughs) But I did a lot of traveling, working that year. Uh, and like I tra- outside of Buffalo? Outside of Buffalo. And I did a film uh, on an island that was like 14 miles off the coast of Rhode Island uh, called Block Islands. And, uh,
0: I've never heard of it.
1: We were. It's beautiful. It was off season, so no one was there. Everything Which is great. It was great. <laughs> uh, it's a big tourist area. Like like when you think about Hamptons and mm-hmm. all of that lifestyle, uh there's Block Island. But this uh the film took place on a boat, so we were oh, filming on a boat. Uh but I love the whole experience of traveling there, experiencing the culture there because everything on that island came on a ferry. And also prop wise if I didn't have anything or say there was a script rewrite yeah. where all of a sudden we needed a baseball bat that we didn't need before. How are we going to get that on this island? The only yeah. sports store does not carry bats. <laughs> but because it's a tight knit community, she told me to go to the gym teacher at the school. Oh, wow. So I went to the only school only on one. that island, only one, uh, K through 12. Yeah. And I think what? about uh, 60 students.
0: So this is, like, a tiny little... Tiny. Mini.
1: The community there is very tiny. Yeah. It just overpopulates during, like, one season. Yeah, the when a lot of tourists come. Yeah. So I went to the school, and the school teacher, and he gave me a baseball bat and said, just don't worry about it. I'll mm-hmm. get it when you're done. Wow. And experiences like that, you get, like, once or twice in a lifetime, and I just loved that project. and I so loved what did the
0: you really what with. did you like about it? Like, was it just because you guys were on this like tiny island, or was it the crew? like what did you really like about it?
1: Uh, I was working with a crew that I loved a lot. Mm-hmm. Um I've worked with them on a couple different projects. Uh, but also the experience of working so frantically on something in this very small area set is a very small area but then looking beyond that yeah and it's peace it's very serene mm. uh so i i loved it yeah. uh and just energy wise the being near the water being able to it's like you could go to
0: work right and everything is hectic and then as soon as you get off it's like you're surrounded by just this peacefulness
1: exactly exactly
0: yeah i yeah. get that
1: it's it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah.
0: Have you worked with any of those same crew again?
1: Um, some of them are Buffalo locals. Okay. So I have worked with them uh, again. Uh, I, yes, because there was another project, two other projects after that one where I worked with that company. Uh, I worked, one was in uh, like upper New Jersey mm-hmm. and then another one was in Newburgh, New York. Uh, which was a horror film which helped to prep me for this film oh yeah Yeah. like look at
0: that you got some (laughs) prepping yes um so I want to talk a little bit about how do you even get like hired onto a job right like so do you go and fill out an application online like how do you get the job as a prop master like how do you get a job on a film in general
1: you know there are very (laughs) there are different avenues you can go yeah uh and working in film there's when it's good, it's great, and when it's not there's it's terrible uh, there's a drought it's terrible <laughs> uh but uh but working locally uh like just have a good relationship with the the keys uh that are in town, which are like the heads of the the heads of the departments department. like for me, it's david butler uh and Amy Kemp having a working relationship with them outside of the film, and then uh also. Uh, there's always cold resume sending. Mm-hmm. There's uh there's a couple websites online, either subscription based or for free that you could just But not
0: all films like do that, right? Like not all films are on these websites.
1: Not all films are on those websites. Okay. But uh but you can generally pick out a location that you want to work mm. in, uh like in your state. Yeah, that, and then just submit to those producers. Could you tell us the asking. name
0: of some of those websites for people who might interested
1: uh some of the ones uh mandy.com is one uh m-a-d-y f- f- m-a-n-d-y dot okay. com uh film and tv probe.com and also uh productionbulletin.com okay is a great one because weekly they come out with uh lists of Films that are happening, that are in development, that are mm. in prep, that are in production. Uh, that's
0: a great site to know. Yeah. Okay. ProductionBulletin.com.
1: ProductionBulletin.com. Okay. And then they have email addresses for either the office or the line
0: producer. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So let's be specific. For this job, was it like the line producer that called you, or was it like the art director, like who called you to get onto this project?
1: Uh, for this project, it was the art director. Okay. Uh, because I've worked with him before. And uh, we were trying to go with an all-Buffalo-based art department. Mm, uh, and, I love that. And the, the line producer really believed in that also. So uh, he really believed and took a step of faith in hiring an all-Buffalo-based art yeah. department. But uh, that's how it happened.
0: Now is that typically how it is? Like the art director will hire the props master or does it come from the line producer?
1: Uh, the art director, either it's the production designer or the art director hires all of the key people Okay. Uh, in the art department. And that is the set decorator, the prop master, the um, the head scenic, the construction coordinator. Mm-hmm. And from that, those people hire the people directly them. underneath them. Yeah, so the okay. assistant prop master, uh the set dressers, the lead man, all of those people are hired from the people that the art director hires.
0: Well, that's really great that you guys get to decide who's working. You know, and, like at least it's not somebody like, "All right, we're going to put this person with you." Like you get to decide who's going to work directly under you.
1: We try to pick the best team yeah. uh with the best energy and that works well together. Because you don't want to have one outlier Mm -hmm. that makes everything difficult for two and a half. Because that can happen. That can happen. (laughs) And then it's 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 happened. (laughs) Yeah, and then
0: it's just like, oh MG, this is awful now. Yes. So a couple of the last things I want to talk to you about is advice for people who might not even have an idea that like being a props master is even a job, right? So like what advice would you give people who want to work in the industry? How should they go about it?
1: Um as a prop master specifically?
0: Yeah, let's start there.
1: Well, you have to have an interest in the power of the prop. Okay. Uh watch different films like Inception and uh like that Spinning Little I forget totem that they always spun and Mm. the lightsaber and Star Wars all of those are props those came from a prop master and how powerful those images have for that film yeah Yeah. so you have to want to do that to tell that story to have these powerful images and help to tell a story through objects uh, and through that love, I think you'll kind of find your way into the department that mm-hmm. you want to be in, whether that's props or even set decoration, which is uh like decorating a room to help fit the story
0: yeah, like if you love always like changing your room around or decorating like that's a job that is know? a job
1: <laughs> yeah, or if you like building, that is a job there's uh like tens twenties of uh, construction people on this job because there are, I think, six different sets that they're yeah. building on sound stages.
0: You know, I love that you mentioned that because all of these things that you love to do, like, you can also incorporate that incorporate that into working on a film. Like, you can always want it to work on a film, but also you love, like, building stuff. You know? Yeah. You can be a contractor on a film. Like, you can combine those two things that you love now.
1: Absolutely. And if you love cars, uh, like... Picture you don't have cars, to just be a mechanic. No, picture cars fall under props. So mm. you can be like a picture car coordinator. And what is that? Uh, they help to acquire uh, all of the cars that are used within a film uh, and also schedule them out. But the finding of it is amazing. Mm. The, all these cars that you find interacting with the owners, if you love cars, that's a job. Yeah. There are jobs for anything that you love within film.
0: That's so awesome. That's awesome. And then say for a general PA, like if you had to hire a PA for the art department or, you know, even for the props, what would you look for?
1: Uh, What's the
0: first thing you would look for?
1: The first thing I would look for is work ethic, uh, making sure that you care about what you're working on Mm -hmm. and that uh, you will go beyond uh, the hours in order to get it done. Um, yeah,
0: you got to be willing to do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be willing. And then uh, the second thing, uh, like I said, is energy. Uh, just have a good energy about it all. Uh, you got to
0: be able to stay cool. Like stay it, cool. It, That's a main thing for me, not to cut you off. But you, like, if things are stressful, like you've got to be able to like keep your cool. Nobody wants to work with somebody who's like, going to go crazy every time. Yes. And
1: also, there are moments where you might want to cry. And yeah. I've cried during this production. But uh, I am a true believer that if you have to cry, Cry. you cry, and if, but you don't cry and uh, go around and tell everyone that you cried. You take one person aside and you talk to them and you let it out. And then then
0: you get yourself together? You regain
1: yourself and get yourself together and move on. Uh, And then other things that I look for when hiring a PA, uh, energy, work ethic, and also just a love for telling a story mm-hmm. through film. We are all here to make a film. It doesn't matter what your job is. Yeah. So everyone is here for that key purpose. So if you lose that, then I don't know. Maybe yeah. you should go find another job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should go and find something else to exactly. do. Exactly. So do you have any other like cool stories, like an experience you want to talk about on a job? Like just something interesting you want to share?
1: Um, hmm, hmm,
0: hmm, hmm. Like, I know before we started, you were like, I am, like, I'm a storyteller. I love storytellers. So, like, I want to hear a cool story that you want to share. Uh,
1: so, a cool story uh, I did a film with Cloris Leachman and Bruce Dern. Okay. Uh, and not to name drop or anything, but th- that's a once in a lifetime thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when was this? This was in 2016. 2006- Team. Okay. Yes. Two thousand and six, maybe seventeen. <laughs> uh, one of those years. One of those years. But uh but the one on one interaction that you that I had with them, uh I will never forget. And it's the same as true with every other actor because as a prop master, you have a relationship with the actor. Yeah. You're giving them their props. They're trusting you that you are telling the right story for yeah. them at that moment. So very personal thing uh i say miss chloris leachman i believe you need a wedding ring and she just holds out her hand put it on me please <laughs> <laughs> put it on me please but, but also oh my gosh so many great uh personal stories with actors uh that I hold very dear.
0: I was going to say, because like people that. always wonder, like, do you get to interact with the actors? And obviously, you know, you always interact yeah, with the actors. Yeah, as
1: a prop person, you're really on the front lines. Mm-hmm. You are with the actors uh, 24-7. So much trust goes into you yeah. from camera to the actors to... uh the ads Mm -hmm. uh that everything is going to be done to tell the story the actors are relying that you have their wedding rings and their watches and their bags and that they have the same computer in their hand or that they have uh their bag on the right shoulder uh all of that
0: because are you placing that on them
1: oh yes okay uh
0: so you don't just give it to them and like have them put it on your act like physically placing the items on them
1: actors uh or better at remembering okay. where it was, so you have to always have in your mind where it was and where it came from. So continuity, continuity, and how. But if they didn't do it right, you just go up to them and say, "I'm sorry, but it was like this." Okay. And then, uh, and they'll usually smile and silently say thank you. Yeah. But uh, uh, any other. Uh, great stories. I just love traveling and yeah. working. So
0: you like to be able to travel and do different jobs outside of Buffalo. Yeah,
1: that's a great thing about film work is that you don't necessarily have to work in your city yeah. all the time. Uh you're able to kind of see different places and interact with different people. And also, uh it it really is a a struggle yeah. to help <laughs> with the uh, with family and everything. Mm. Uh to help them understand what really you're doing.
0: Oh, I'm. So, can you please keep talking about this? I do yes. not think they understand. I, funny story, my grandma. Um, she goes, "Are you gonna like keep doing this for the rest of your life?" And I'm like, "Grandma, this is just how the industry is. Like it. Like I feel like some people don't think it's like a real job or like it's not like consistent work. But I'm like, that's just how it is. Like, yeah. like I don't, you, They don't understand like it. Like you
1: work, like baby." six months out of the year Mm -hmm. but but those are a good six months out of the year
0: yeah and
1: then you just have to then you don't work the rest of the months but you have to have faith that this is your job this is what you're you want to do for a living it's a commitment yeah but then uh whenever those same family members get you get to invite them to a film festival They're like oh this is so cool they get it I mean, they see a film that you worked on in the theaters, and they see your name in the credits, Yeah. they get it.
0: They're like, okay, so this is yeah. what he's doing is real. Like, I'm like, this is how films are being made. I'm not like working yeah. on some random film. Like, it's real.
1: People on the outside just don't really see uh, how people are carving out their own lives. Yeah. Uh, but whenever they see the final outcome of that, Ugh. they get it more. And for that to happen with family, that's. Oh my gosh! It's so fulfilling to be able to invite my mother to New York to see a film I worked on. It was amazing. Yeah. It was truly amazing.
0: That's so awesome. I think I think I want to end there with that because that's just honestly like how it feels is like when they see that end project and then they see your name. Yes. It's like what a great feeling. Yeah. What a great feeling it is. All that
1: hard work and it it. Really, for me, I'm doing it for my father. And I'm doing it for my mother. And I'm doing it for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, Seth, for being here. I love talking to you. I mean and if I haven't told you, you're just a person that I really love just talking to and being around in general. Like you've always like had this energy that I've just always enjoyed, you know? So thank you you for being you. And thank you for taking the time on a Sunday to talk with me. If I can say before we go, I came in here and I was like, Oh, Seth, man, I didn't know you were working today. He goes, me, I didn't know I was working either. (laughs) Cause he was being pulled by people to show stuff. And I was like, I didn't know you were working. He's like, well, I didn't know either, but that is that comes with the job, like you yes. just said. Like, it just happens sometimes. Yes. So, thank you again, Seth, so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. I want to thank you all so much for tuning into the seventh episode of the Crew Only Podcast with Seth Black. If you enjoyed listening to him talk about what a props master is and hearing about what a good and bad day looks like on set, send him a DM on IG at the Buffalo Prop Master and let him know what you thought. If you learned something new, if you found the conversation interesting, or even if you didn't like it, send me a DM on IG at Jasmine Porter. I want to know what you thought about it. Share this podcast with your friends. I want to make sure we're getting this information out to anyone who wants and needs to hear it. Make sure to like, subscribe, and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you guys stay tuned for next week's episode. I have Hannah Watts, who has many, 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 many talents, but she also works in the art department. You don't want to miss it.